episode 290, Between Two Wheels podcast, stage two, the Tour de France, Vittoria Gastis to San Sebastian, 208.9 kilometers. We've got KOM jerseys. We've got drama within teams. We've got some bad mistakes by cyclists coming up. Stay tuned. The number of people have been upgrading. Yes, there you go. You see the graceful limb that you were talking about before. The race we've got yet again, and a victor then goes victory to an American Andy Hampton. The belt of go fight. He looks at the Colombian rider. How are you doing? Straight past Santiago Patero, and he's coming up to Pantani. Armstrong is. Uh, the last few hundred meters as we come towards the finish of this monumental stage in Armstrong. As we start to approach the line now, Pantani fits it deep and accelerates and over the line. He's going now to win stage number 15. Sepkus, an emotional finish from Durango in the USA. Sepkus wins. Yes, it's Tyler Yonke. Welcome, everybody, to the Between Two Wheels podcast. Like I said, 290th episode, uh, give or take. We've had a few bonuses in there. Welcome, Victor. You're in the chat. Welcome here, everybody. Okay, today was really interesting for me. So um, watch this race. What did I say yesterday? Uh, my predictions are always sp- – <laughs> no, they're not. I don't know. You know, this is the problem you have. You, like, you, you go, okay, I know certain riders, their caliber, and you've got certain kind of um, you know, stages – profiles and so you pick certain people depending on that and then they they're, you're not sure how they are coming into the tour matthew vanderpoel was one uh Aleph philippe is another and they're not really they maybe have different well i'll say this vanderpoel has probably different uh goals which are those of uh philipson uh, i think Aleph philippe is just uh he's not the same guy matter of fact yesterday we saw that where he just got in the way matter of fact he may have caused some of those gaps that we saw and people not being able to connect uh over the top because uh he he sat up and it was a big problem in that tunnel that they had today it's a little bit different um my point being uh, who is going to be there? I said, the last thing I said is and maybe Nelson Palace. Look, he's going to try to protect his jersey. He can go to the finish. Um, he's going to try to, the, the KOM jersey, that is, and he's going to try to go out there. And, and that's what we saw. So we'll, we'll talk about some of that. I'll play some um, little bit of stuff here. We've got uh, quite a bit of um, excitement to go through here. Um, so fireworks from the start. This was from yesterday, so we'll let me bring this up here. This is the YouTube. It, look, people, we didn't get we didn't get struck down yesterday, so that's a positive. Um, but it's going to happen if I play through here. So we'll just clip through, go through some of these little uh, what I highlights about me being able to kind of just click on the thing. So those are your main jerseys there: green jersey, Simon Yates. I think he's borrowing that from Adam. His brother Adam Yates in yellow. We've got our own uh, Northern California and Roseville gentleman, Nilsson Palace in the polka dots, and Tadek Pegachar in the white jersey, the young rider jersey, which he'll likely, unless something happens to him, he'll come away with from at this tour. Um, 200, 
excuse me, 208.9 kilometers. And it uh, kind of features some of the, the stuff you saw with the, the, the classic San Sebastian. And we'll, I'll go look at these um, climbs in a little bit more specifically. Uh, but you've got a three, a, a, you know what, let's, the, let's just back up here. I'm going to back right up. I'm going to take this into, um, let's see which one I want to do stage profiles. Let's go over that. Let's do this proper. Let's do act like this is a real show. So, uh, you've got the first one It's not much of a climb, but you've got a sprint spot in here. Uh, the next one you have a climb, a cat three, um, what 500 meters, uh, in elevation, <clears throat> 4.5 kilometers in length, 4.9%. Uh, it's not much. That's why it's a cat three. Uh, the next one, the cat four, you've got 2.7 at 6%. That's all pretty good. 594 meters in height and elevation. It starts to get a little more at the Cote de Alcaziza, Kiza, uh, 4.2 kilometers at 6%. It's getting a little more weary here, folks. The Cote du Garutze four category, 2.5 at 4.8, but that's coming in close. And that's when we're going to start having some trouble. So this one uh, it's actually had a little bite to it. And now the, the Jazgabel last 3.7 kilometers, 7.1%. It's kind of got a mix here. 8.1 at 5.3, but the last 3.1 at 7.1%. So that's where you had a little bit more of a uh, little bit of an uphill uh, coming in there. And, and look, what we saw yesterday, you know, fireworks right away. That's, that's how they categorize this GCN um, highlight here. Uh, right away, you saw riders trying to get into the break. We won't break that down too much. Uh, but Victor Campanart, some other ones. Uh, Mateo Trenton gets up in there for UAE. It gets kind of chased back by um, Jumbo. And then you ended up having these three riders, uh, Remy Cavagna, um, Edwin Van Bozenhagen, Hagen and uh, EF's education, uh, EF Easy Posts, uh, Nilsson Palace. Now, they're, they're off real early 189 kilometers into this thing they're immediately get up to about five minutes uh they go through the sprint spot here at 168 but already uae is chasing so you've got a, a thing to, to recognize for the day uh this was this first sprint biniam gourmet looks like he's possibly got it but uh philipson actually uh nips him at or gets him over the line over the dsm rider not sure who it is we will possibly take a look back at that but what you have? You had some rain coming on here. You had a few other things. The interesting part is really what UAE is doing, and we're going to see it play out also on the top of the mountain. To, look, they're coming out ahead of things uh, for the most part, but do they want to be doing this? Is this something, you know, we saw this last year where we had one bad day, well, two actually, for uh, Pogacar, but the one really bad day of the Grand On where he got attacked over and over and over, and he just thinks he can go after everything, and then I don't think he was eating correctly, and the next thing you know, he loses two, what, two and a half minutes to, to Jonas up the, the final climb. So, uh, is he going to need his team? He's pumped it already. He, you're showing he is, his wrist is not a problem. He's able to sprint just fine. That's the concern with the wrist is one, are you able to get out and do enough training where you're, you're feeling fine? He looks good. Maybe, maybe he's a little too pumped up here. Uh, but the other thing is, can the wrist uphold and take, take uh, action, especially when you're sprinting out of the saddle? I don't see that he's got any kind of issues with that. Okay, the team gets on the front here, and you saw this yesterday with Mikhailsberg. He, once again, just is, I don't know what, uh, he's that rider that's just trying to light it up. Uh, Stock and Lungen is also up here with him. Uh, Mateo Trenton is another rider that, uh, and he comes up and talks to them. Uh, and we'll talk, okay, Remy Command gets dropped. But UAE's on the front. Zaberg's pounding it through. Uh, Grosjartner's coming through, but Stock and Lungen, he gets dropped a bit, and then he comes back. Mateo Trenton comes up. 
and and had some conversations with Mikhail Bjerg. Like, don't go so fast. I don't know if the team is in charge or if these guys are just playing it loose on the road. But there is a problem of of like, what's the deal here? Because Zuberg looks like he's he's going full throttle. Matter of fact, he then starts dropping people around corners. He's pointing back at his bike. Why are you not on my wheel? And it looks like it might be in chaos. Now, personally, I think this is, you don't need to be chasing them down. And you're going to see later on where I believe they were expecting to lose the jersey, but yet they're also racing like they need to keep it. And part of that is, uh, do they need to? I mean, do you need to be putting this out there? You've got Nilsson Palace. He's not going to win the overall. You've got Cavagna. He's already, <laughs> he's not a climber at all. And uh, Bolsenhagen, who can sprint. So, uh, you know, the guys can go up uphill. Okay, but they start getting popped off. And you do see that with uh, Remy Cavagna here. With 70 kilometers to go, he's like, uh, I'm bailing. Sorry, guys, taking it in. And now this is up. They still had, what, two, two, three climbs, I think, left to go here. Uh, Nilsson Palace ends up just continually taking the, the the points jersey. is not a problem. Mateo Trenton actually has a crash. Uh, or did he? I mean, I, I, I'm willing to say how the arguing, he kept going up to the front, and it was going to be his turn to start taking polls, that perhaps he played the long game of, I'm going to fake a crash, because uh, you can't see any damage to him. I mean, <laughs> this is the conspiracy I'm already starting. Uh, but look, here you go. The Zberg is, once again, Hammering off the front. He's dropping his own guys here. Uh, stuck along and it had already been down there. <laughs> He's throwing his hands. Why are you not on my my wheel? Uh, there was a crash here in the last, what, 30K? Um, did it take anybody out? Noticeable. Uh, DS, uh, Destiny guy. Uh, Lotto. I think that was only one that we really saw that of potential. At the same time, um, Vingago was getting a flat tire. He had gone back for the bike. He was not mixed up in it. Uh, over the Grazza, uh, you have... Um, uh, Nilsson Palace, he does get that, 34.8. Now he's got a descent. The bad part is he got rid of Bolsenhagen and Cavagna, not on purpose. They just, just wrote him off. I mean, he wasn't attacking them at all. They had really been having a good thing. And he could have used him in the valley here because he had, comes over the top. He's got about a 151, and, he, and then he hits the final climb uh, about uh, two minutes, 145, two minutes going into the final climb. As a matter of fact, you're seeing that tick down. Uh, eight kilometers when he starts to climb here, 138. The other teams had already been starting to drill it up there. Um, it was it was a little bit of a confusion. Now, he ends up getting caught with like three or so K to go. But before that, we'll kind of walk our way through this climb. <clears throat> what you have is UAE's on the front. Um, you've got uh, Stock and Logan had already been posted out there. Now you've got Grosschartner. Then you get Jumbo. They kind of come on and take over the, the, the front. Uh, they're doing some work. And then you got Lawson Craddock. He starts taking over the front. And and, and then um, he gets pulled off. And his, uh, a t another teammate of him is working on the front. They're just drilling it. Now, they've, they're, 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 Nilsson's not going to be an issue. So they're just drilling it to drill it. And you're having a lot of trouble with people. Now, I don't know why um, Jayco is doing this. It seems to me there's there's time bonus at the top of this climb, by the way, which Simon could get. And if, he, if his brother's not in the mix, he can end up going into first place over Adam and get the, the jersey. I think that's the plan. I almost wonder if it had been communicated to Jayco from UAE. Here's the plan. You take the jersey. We're not going to fight you for the bonus seconds. You get that and then um, game on for whatever. Okay. Possibly. So maybe that's what Jayco was doing, was trying to light it. But the, the pace was going to be going fine and fast anyway. I don't know why you had to do that. And perhaps if you got needed a guy to maybe lead your rider out at the top, 
that's when you can have a climber do so. So sometimes you also have uh, help that they know that they can't make it <laughs> to the top. So like, I'm going to look like I'm doing my work now and it's going to look good. So they end up catching uh, Nielsen Palace here, 3.3. And then you can see Rafa Mica, uh, or, or, or maybe you still at this point had um, uh, Zeberg in the mix. Either way, they're going here. Uh, yeah, then you got Rafa Micah uh, with uh, Pogacar on his wheel. You've got Simon Yates behind, Vingago. You've got on the other side, you've got Adam Yates. Uh, as they start getting ramped up, uh, Pino gets spit out the back. You saw a lot of trouble with um, Philippe. He also gets spit out the back. You also saw some trouble with Sepkus, which I think plays into this. Now, um, you don't normally see Sep having trouble on climbs. So it was a little odd. He was on the back. He was struggling. He does get very close to catching on over the top with Ben O'Connor, but they both get pushed off. And I think Ben O'Connor maybe got mixed up in, in a little bit of a, a, a tumble or something. Uh, but Sep did not make that up there to the front group. And you had Kelderman, you had Wout, you had uh, Vingago. And I want to say there was one more and we'll probably get to it here. Anyway, uh, last 200 meters coming up here, um, you had seen all of a sudden Simon Yates takes over the front when Pogachar was kind of on the front there along with uh, Vingago, and then Simon Yates really hits it hard. The problem with this portion is you, you get right near the top here. Look at, look at, um, well, I have to back it up right here. You can see Pogachar is in no trouble. He's just on the wheel and there's nothing in his, that looks like in his mind that he's going to be attacking and going over the top. However, what you end up doing is Vingigo decides he wants the time bonus. So he starts sprinting and then, and then Pagatra is like, well, it's on. It, it reminded me of like the Lance Armstrong thing when you're trying to gift a ride to one of your teammates. I think it was Floyd Landis. He's like, you know, sprint like you've stole something and you go. But then at the end, it's like, well, everyone's coming around. Well, I'm going to just take the win. And he, he beats Cloden on that one. Um, so you've got kind of that same thing. It looked like they were going to gift this to Simon Yates. He doesn't end up being able to do it because Jonas comes over the top, but then Pogacar says, screw you, and he ends up doing it. Now, come down the other side, it's kind of like what you saw yesterday with the two guys, the Yates brothers, except for this time with Vingago and Pogacar, Vingago is not going to work. And I think that's wise for a few reasons. One, although, you know, look, you're not going to beat Pogacar in a sprint. So what are you really doing? Are you concerned about these other riders? You're showing at every point along the way that you can distance yourself from them. So why put out the extra effort for that? It doesn't seem like a necessity. Uh, and then you've got Wout back there. He's hanging on and he's probably going to be primed for the finish. So they end up sitting up. The groups kind of regroup here or they come back together. Um, and, and, and you just saw the Pagatra just kind of took his time down. And then Pillow Bow Bow. He ends, you know, he's a local boy. He ends up kind of taking. So you see some of these flyers in the last eight kilometers. And once again, Sepkus is not there. So it's going to be a little bit more difficult for the U, uh, the Jumbo team to control this situation. Um, let me take a look here. Why would doing this just to make sure I have uh, Jumbo, Jumbo, Jumbo. Okay, so we've got uh, Wout. We've got... Um, Jeez, where is everybody? They all sit up. Oh, Tish Benut. That's the other one. Uh, I don't see him there, but Tish Benut is the other one up in the front. Um, so they're, they're having to do a little bit of work to bring things in together. And I'm going to talk. Uh, Skildemos tries to take off here. Uh, a few other ones do. I think um, Gorschartner tries to go as well. 
uh, or no, no, it was the German guy. Maybe it was Gorschatner. Uh, and then you come into the last one kilometer and you've got Kelderman leading out Wout. Okay, and we're gonna, I'm gonna play a video of this and we're gonna talk about this in a bit. But at the 1K to go here, you can see over on the left-hand side, right in the back here is Lefay, who was fantastic yesterday. He attacks, comes around the side, and they sit there, they don't do anything with it. And what does he end up doing? He ends up going all the way to the solo to the finish. And right, he takes this last corner. He's still got a gap. And as he comes over to the finish, he's able to post up and get the win uh, over Wout, who gets second. And then right next to him was uh, Pogacar, who ends up getting third. So they all get a little bit of a time bonus. First race, a win for Kofidis in like 13 years or so. Kind of crazy. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Brian was like, does this guy need to be <laughs> drug tested? He's obviously flying. And then he played a, a, a blinder, as they say. Uh, he really foiled everybody for the the, the, the finish here. Um, and we'll, I'll, I'm going to break some things down. So you got the winner here, Lefay, uh, French rider, finally. Maybe that'll help quell some of the uh, riots going on over there. Uh, Van Ert, he's second, and Pogacar third. So I'll get time bonuses. So Pogacar gets a time bonus on the climb. He gets another time bonus here. I think now he's tied with Simon Yates for second, or he may get the, uh, the same on the same time. Pitcock in fourth, Bilbao, Skilmos, Mike Woods, Roman Bardet, uh, Dylan Twains and Jai Hindley. Um, so let's see if we have. Oh, and there, this was an interesting little thing here. We'll we'll just play this real quick. This is uh, Pogachar is talking to Adam uh, as he's cooling down and watch him here. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna motion. Let's see it. Let's see it. Nope, they're not gonna show it. Getting upset. Nope, they didn't show it. Okay, uh, we'll skip off that and and then I think I'll break down some of these. Uh, interesting parts that we had uh, for this okay so i'm gonna go to twitter here and with that i'm hopefully i'm gonna play this video uh hopefully it won't um cause any problems uh, but it's in french so i'm gonna mute it here okay so you can see here um, this is this back this up just a tad so we're coming into one kilometer to go you can see here on the right hand side lafay now he's a sprinter i mean he's not a sprinter he's a climber now he's getting a good build up here okay and he's coming by he sees him right here looks over here kelderman looks over sees him and lafay and kelderman kelderman is still ahead of him this is the as someone who's done lead outs uh for sprinters this is perfect you've got a kilometer to go kelderman you're expected to be on the front for the next kilometer you know uh, almost a kilometer to to lead wout out the worst thing that can happen is our attacks go so you see someone going here immediately he needs to jump on the wheel or do whatever he can to get up there. What you're doing is by the time you catch him, there may be 500 meters to go, you're sitting on his wheel and you have got somewhat of a break, okay? I, he may not even know it. Matter of fact, sometimes the best thing to do is almost be on his wheel, but you're right there and you're, what you're doing is, is a tremendous, he's leading you out to lead out your guy. And if you have to expend some of this energy now, it's best to do it because he's giving you a, a favor. Uh, so you can see that now, the, the, in Kelderman's defense, this isn't something he normally does. He doesn't think about this. So the hesitation here is not, is not something he, look, look at that. See, now they're both even. They're right at the white line together. Their bikes are even. Stand up and start sprinting or even Wout. Wout and he looks around for Wout and Wout's like, I, I don't know. Keep they blew it right there because at this point, he's still going on. They're not, I mean, that's only a few hundred meters, not a few hundred meters. It's, it's like 
10, 20 meters here. And now it's gone. Now the, the <laughs> rope is snapped. Uh, Kelderman now decides to get up and try to sprint, but his legs are probably toast. So he should have tried to do that immediately. And what would have happened uh, is Watt maybe would have jumped on him because Watt could have done the same thing. Okay, well, then you're going to lead me out. Uh, and that's perfectly fine. So uh, look at that gap that he now has there coming in the last uh, 200 meters or 500. What is that? 500, 450. And now they're trying to do it. And I think Tish got put back up there. Uh, a lot of flags, a lot of people out there in the, the Basque country. But look at Lafay. We saw him yesterday doing one of the best times, I guess, up that climb. And now here he goes. Here goes Wout. Even then, now Tish comes up there trying to give him a bit of a sprint. That's still too little, too late. There's Wout. He almost gets over. I mean, this, this makes it look closer. He he easily um, beat uh, Pogacar, but then he slams his, his fist down, and he's not happy with it. Okay, so um, let's take a look here. I got I got a few little things here. We'll do one more here. This is uh, them coming over the top of the climb. And I think this is, um, I'll, I'll mute this as well. This is where you see Simon. So this is where uh, Jonas makes the attack. And I don't think Pagatra wanted that, but now you're going full force. And so he has no choice. So that was the, the kind of thing. I think they were the, the intent there was to give Simon kind of the, 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 yellow jersey now part of that has to do with the fact that simon's team blew themselves up early so they were uh, somewhat of no help at all uh do just find in a bunch of these clips here let's this is the um lantern rouge guy and he was also already cooked. breaking this down here i don't know if i want his sound let's just do the showing this last uh, little bit of the the, the 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 sprint here um so there's lefay going over here we saw that and Takes the win. Okay, so this is, I'm going to turn the sound on because I think this is uh, interesting what he says here. Vingegaard upset for Wout van Aert, but no one more upset than the Belgian who's frustrated coming second, throws his bid on and picks. Okay, I, I, I'm confused. I saw multiple people saying that he threw his bottle. Let's take a l look back here. Do you see a bottle in he's his frustrated. hand? frustrated. No, who's going to throw their bottle at the finish line? Coming second. There's no bottle in that hand. <laughs> I mean, I you know, is this a picky thing to say? Yeah, because throws um, his bid on, and Pagacha regales Adam no, Yates with the story, laughing at Wout van Aert. Okay, see, he acts like he took his bottle and threw it to. No bottles were thrown. That would definitely be probably a DQ, uh, if not a full-on relegation. So I, I don't know what these people are saying. Maybe Pagacha is a little bit full of it as well. Uh, it was odd. That's all I'm saying here. Okay, let's go to the results. And we saw Lafay, and we're, we're going to look at some of these and see who did what here as far as moving up or down. But Lafay gets a 10-second bonus. Uh, Vanert gets six. Uh, Pitcock in fourth, but Pogacar gets 12-second bonus there. And we look on down. Let's just see if – where do we go with – um, Sepp Kuss came in with Ben O'Connor at 58 seconds back. Menchies, uh, Harold Tejada, Mar Mar Guillaume Martin, Sepp, Rafa Micah, and Mads Pedersen. So, you know, Sepp, something's up there when he's coming in with Mads Pedersen on a, a climb like you had there. So you did have Pogacar moves up. He's in a virtual tie, I guess, for uh, second place with Simon Yates. Lafay moves up. Wout moves up. Vingago moves up. Uh, Michael Woods moved down. 22 seconds. These are from bonus. Uh, same with Jai Heenley because he was up in that top. Skilled Moose, 
uh, and a few of these others moved down as well. Uh, Wilco Kellerman. And so you look at the top 14, uh, let me see, even going back here, two minutes to top 30, Betty all made it in that front group. So the top 30 is still within, you know, two, what, 141. Then it goes top, uh, our 29th, and then the top 30 goes into that other spot. So um, I, I thought that was uh, somewhat of an interesting day there. Uh, here we go. Lafay, uh, it doesn't, let me see. Kilometers in the break. Let's take a look at that. Nilsson Palace, first of all, he's had 181 kilometers in the break. Uh, Bosenhagen with 160, because those guys were almost 300 kilometers, or 300, 200 kilometers today in the break. Tade's been five. Vinigo's been <laughs> five. Uh, and there you go. Uh, what's this weight versus result regression? I, I don't really understand. Maybe I need to take a look at that. The only one that dropped out was uh, Carapaz, who did not start the day for the day for the race. Um, let's take a look at a few little items from the live feed from this morning. Um, once again, Carapaz did not start. Um, to get a little breakdown of the different, uh, what does this say? Last stage win for Spain in Tour de France 2018. Really? Omar Fraley? That's the last Spanish guy. What about French? I think it's been 13. Uh, it's been, I mean, they won. They've won stages. Uh, I think they did last year as well. Uh, it's just uh Kofidis had not. Carapaz dropped out. Um, last winners in San Sebastian for the Tour de France who came through here in 1992. Uh, Arnaud. Uh, 1992, San Sebastian to Sebastian was uh, Miguel Indurain. I think that's when... Um, did he have his trouble that year? I, don't, I think he actually won that one. Anything else that was caught us of note, uh, note there? Nope. Okay, we'll just continue on up and take a look at some of these uh, results. For the GC, we did that one. The points, uh, Lefay is now in the points jersey over Tade and Wout, 36. KOM, uh, Nielsen Palace, 11 to 7. Probably in youth jersey, we got uh, Tade. Carlos Rodriguez is only 16 seconds back. And Jumbo Visma is in the team category. All right. Well, let's go to tomorrow's stage. Uh, I do have some news things. Before we do that, let's... Brian Zimini, or actually, Victor says, what USA cyclist is performing very well at this time in the race? Victor, what a great question. And the reason I say that is because I was going to talk about it and I didn't really cue it up. So um, actually, let's just bring this right back here and then let's take a look at um, results. And then um, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be SEP because everyone else is. Let's go back one stage here. Um, some disappointment. Well, I mean, first of all, Nilsson Palace. I mean, he's been doing fairly well so uh we'll just go to the usa and everyone's a little bit different so uh as far as the stage goes there you go sepkus at 30 uh nilson palace 75th today mateo jorgensen quinn simmons lawson craddock uh and then kevin vermaka kevin is going to be watching after um, roman bardet on the early stuff uh you've got lawson craddock who can climb okay and he's going to try to help simon as much as possible so he's in that role Quinn Simmons, he's he's not a climber. He's more of a flatlander, kind of a mid guy. But he's going to be looking after Mads Pedersen. If see, he tried to get in the break today, but see him featured a little bit more tomorrow. Mateo Jorgensen, I expected him to kind of be this rider that you were going to, especially when Enric Mass dropped out. Okay, he's uh, super domestique. He's going to be in the climbing because he's had uh, some good results. You know, Perry Nice, we had that. He won the, the race over in, what is it, UAE or one of those. But 
He's, he's having, I don't know if it's difficult or he's just not quite ready. He didn't not have a good Dauphiné, so he's not necessarily doing so good. Nilsson Palace is right now stealing the show. He's looking good. He should have probably sat up on that last climb and not really pushed it. There wasn't a chance for him to make it, uh, save his legs a little bit. He might be able to do that a little bit in the, in the next few days. So as far as the Americans that are doing very well at this time in this race, it's always going to be Sepkus. You may get a stage win out of some of these others, uh, but Sepkus, he is, I mean, look at, look at every time Jumbo wins a grand tour, he is the person that's there. He was there in the Giro for Roglic. He's been there in the Vuelta several times for Roglic. He was there in the, the tour for Roglic, except for Roglic didn't win. And then he's been there for, um, Giona's, uh, last two years as well. So, uh, he is the, the one common factor of all these grand tour wins that they've had. And he is by, by, I mean, he's the if not the best climbing domestique in the world uh definitely one of the best so you kind of have to take a look at what do you mean by doing great or well at this race sepkus is the one we expect to do the most but i think these other ones can uh, definitely have a chance to win a stage okay brian says do you think wout can learn how to throw a tantrum better from legion uh no uh, the, uh, the, I think they have that, they have that down, uh, to, to like no one else. Now he might be able to learn how to, uh, throw a better one from Soler who's in the race. I mean, uh, you know, Mark Soler can really throw a temper tantrum. Um, okay. Also it might bitch be me, but my YouTube feed didn't have any sound. Okay. I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I think I've got sound coming in right now. You guys seem to be able to hear me. Um, interesting. I'll check that out. It would, it would be a bummer if this whole time um, I'm, I'm here talking and you're listening to me, but you don't have sound. So uh, thanks for the USA. Okay. Yes, you bet. You bet. Um, okay. So we, that was a good question, Victor. Uh, you too, Brian. And, but I did have a few other little things here. Let's go back to a few of these quick news stories, and then we will be on our way. I thought this was somewhat interesting. Uh, I would play the video sound, but it's in French, so no one knows. This is uh, Lillian Calmejon. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to mute this because it could be bad. This are tacks. So there's a story about tacks on the road. He's got like five tacks on his front wheel. I want to say it was an 04 Tour de France. They came over top of a climb. This is with the year that um, uh, TJ Van Garderen Facebook feed has sound. That's good. Uh, the year that TJ Van Garderen was fourth in the Tour, he won the white jersey. And they came over top of a climb and there were tacks that had been thrown in the road and it uh, I'm trying to remember if they had done some relegation as far as time-wise of uh, because it was so bad. It was, everyone was just getting massive flats, uh, and that was a, a, definitely a problem. Um, so that's that's something that's happening there. Let's last little bit of news thing, and then we'll throw in bikes, slam doors. This was interesting. So I, I, I'm finding this, and if you guys watch, the, and I do suggest you do, uh, the, the Netflix series, um, Great audio now. Try to go off and refresh completely for sound. I have good audio. There you go. There's the, there's the answer for that one. Um, by the way, like this show. Uh, subscribe, you guys out there. I appreciate it. Um, it is on the podcast features, uh, catchers for the podcasts as well. So if you want to have just a podcast, but this we do do videos, obviously, as well. If you watch the Netflix show, it was interesting. And I know Wout came back and said, look, you were just trying to... I don't know, uh, make a kind of a drama thing about uh, our situation last year. But I thought it was important to understand last year. Um, and you can see that, especially with some of the, the, the 
the stage with the cobbles where Wout was winning. He was in the yellow. He didn't wait for Jonas that one time when he went over the top and uh, it was at stage five or so. And he, and he ended up soloing out. He, he could have just sat just a tad bit taking Jonas with him. And that would have been an even bigger gap of, of security for them, but he didn't do that. And that was odd. And then it kind of played that weird thing where they have, they're on the, uh, the, the cobbles and Roglic is crashing. And then a member of the whole circus issue with Vingago where he gets a flat, then he gets a teammate's bike. That's way too big. Then he takes it over and then he's getting his, and it's just, it's a mess. And then Wout was up front and he reluctantly sits up, comes back, ends up bringing him back. I think he loses 40 some seconds to Pogacar on the end of the day. And Wout did save him, but it was some oddness. So now you have this thing, and, and, and it doesn't help your team when there's a little bit of missed cohesion. I saw uh, an interview with Vingagos. People are like, hey, should you have done more to help Wout win today? And he's like, I didn't I didn't go along with uh, Pogacar when we went over the top. What more do you want me to do? I'm kind of here to win the tour. And it's nice, he, and now I'm you know interpolating here. Uh, it's nice that he wants to win stages, and we're here for that. We're going to help him, but, I mean, that's that's obviously second tier. Um, Van Aert loses opportunity. Pogacar nabs bonuses and frustrating second stage for Dutch dominators. Uh, no rider has been more tightly wound than Wout after stage two. He threw his bike in frustration outside the team bus, issued a hauler <laughs> when he stepped away from the public eye after his tw- team's twin ambition went awry and another wild final at the Tour de France. Quote, it's easy to talk in hindsight, but we should have done things differently today. I wish he would say what that was. And I broke that down, what I think in the sprint. I think both of them. Now, now, the problem is Kelderman isn't used to that situation, and he should have, in my opinion, jumped on Lefay right away. You, you, and you saw actually earlier uh, where Wout jumps on uh, Skeldemus. I think he... on. Um, uh, Bill Bow, there was like two or three different guys that were jumping off on the way down and he went right, chased them down. And it was a quick, he he was always going to beat Pogacar in a sprint. So this wouldn't have killed his legs either. It was just a moment of hesitation. And I think he's probably frustrated that now I've done these moves. Now it's your time to jump up there, grab this move. Don't let it go in the last one K it, it's insanity to think that this would uh, have let happen, but it is. And once again, that's not Kelderman's um, thing. The last attack by Lafay was too much. If Wout went early, Pogacar would have gone over him. No, uh, Wout knew that he is disappointed and he should be, said uh, team director Gersha Nierman. Uh, we're going here to win stages with him. This was one of his chances, but not the last one. When the disappointment is gone, he'll be happy with his form. I don't uh, agree. If he had gone early, not early, early, but if he'd gone after Lafay, Pogacar's not going to come over him because you're going to go up to him. You're going to always, you're not going to go through Lefay. You go up to him, you sit on his wheel for a while, and then the next one goes, you rest, and you, it's, it wouldn't have been a problem for a person that could jump as well as, um, and now this isn't a PlayStation game. Okay. Uh, maybe we're done with, the, with this stuff. If they're going to complain about it, uh, they, they messed up. That's all there is to it. Let's go to tomorrow's stage. Which one is that? Here we go. Stage three. So this is still stage two. There's stage three. Okay. I think this is going to be a sprinter stage. So you're going to see, um, Sep, uh, what do we got? Not Sep Goose, but uh, 193 kilometers. Uh, the first 100 kilometers have three, four climbs, a three, a four, a three, and a three. So there's KOM points to be had. Nielsen Palace, 
He's got a hundred kilometer day. That's, that's all he's got. He's got to get in the first break and the first break will be easier for him to get into because it starts with a climb. It's not this fighting for things up. It's just, you're going to get ready. You're going to go up. You're going to get in the climb. You're going to make it up this 5.7 at 4.2 kilometers. Take the KOM. Now just stay off in the break, get your four and your three and your three, and then sit up and, and let those sprinters take it. You've got literally a 60 kilometer day or a 60 mile, a hundred kilometer day of climbing um, a race up in here along the coast. I don't know if there'll be any wind. That's uh, been pretty good weather, but there's the sprint. There's the climb. So that first one is going to separate things out. And I think it's great for Nelson to get up and over that. Uh, then there's short little one here, another, sh uh, the, the cat three, the 4.1. These are all ones that he should be able to probably get in a break and uh, do well in. So who's going to though, it's going to be a sprinter's day. Uh, I would, based on what I've seen here, I don't think Cavendish is, he's been one of the first guys to get spit out. I don't think he's really the guy to, to be taking this right now. So I'm not going to be picking him. Mads Pedersen rode pretty good today. If there's a little bit of these climbs, shake your legs early. Um, he's definitely going to be in position for it. And I think he sat up on day one specifically for that. When he comes in uh, today, you know, losing um, only, what, 50 seconds or so, that's pretty good uh, climbing by Mad. So he's riding well. You've got him. Um, Grunewagen has always been one of the guys, if you set him up right, he is one of the better sprinters. Now, once again, you've got uh, Jakob Phillips, or Jakob, uh, Jakobsen uh, for uh, Sudal. He's got the most complete team for him. You've got Jas uh, Philipson he, uh, with Alpesen. Uh, he's got uh, Matthew Vanderpoel. He's been riding well. He's been winning these sprints here. Gourmet is is in the mix here. Um, I don't know who to pick, but I, I'm probably going. Who am I pulling for? Probably uh, Philipson. I think I, I would like to see the Alpeson boy do it. Do I want to see uh, Cavendish? No. I don't mind Caleb either. I, I just haven't seen much of him. And I don't know if he'll be out there. So uh, that's probably my top pick there is uh, Philipson. But I think you can't get if, if Jakobsen comes over, he is the most one of the most deadly sprinters you're going to have. He and Grunewagen are, I think, the two most powerful sprinters in the mix. Uh, and then it's all about everything else. Uh, Brian says Caleb Ewing. De most definitely. It could be. Um, I do like the way he rides. It, it depends. Can I see here? I'd like to see a better breakdown of the finish. Uh, mix it in there because if it's just a straightaway, I'm looking for the power guys. If it's got some, you know, turns and twists here and some some of the stuff you see in Spain, which is a little bit more uh, roundabouty, um, you may actually see a Caleb Ewing because he can squirt his way in and around. But you do need a bit of a team for that. So uh, Brian's going with Caleb Ewing. I'm going with Philipson. Um, going to wagon though is my outside outside shot for that. Okay, um, we'll try to do this once again tomorrow. Uh, it's tomorrow. No, I, I got to actually work tomorrow. It's the third of July. I'm going to work. Uh, sorry. I just have to go to court and then, um, we'll try to do it at seven o'clock in the, the finish again. Uh, Victor says the final sprint should be impressive on the third. Yeah. And then we've got the fourth. Is there anything special about the 4th of July that we can have for a, uh, it's going to be a sprint too. And we don't have American sprinters. Uh, maybe we'll get a, um, there's the there's the sprinter. Maybe we'll get uh, uh, Quinn Simmons off the front for that. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, everybody. Thank you once again for hanging out with me. That's all I have. I got worked up today. I, I, I get disappointed when I see them not riding to the right. 
uh, and they get, but I didn't mind LaFay winning. I, I, I thought that was fine. Brian still thinks he needs to be drug tested. I don't doubt that. I mean, there's some, uh, what is the old joke here? Um, that uh, the guy was tested positive. The French guy tested positive for soap and shampoo or something like that. Cause they don't use the, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's my anti-French joke. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining me. Try to do it tomorrow. Once again, same time, same place. We'll just keep working our time on that. I think that's probably what's best until my family says, shut it down. All right, everybody. Thank you.